0: to the cross we are on our way to the cross we are building a foundation of how to lead someone to Christ why would someone in today's world come to the Lord and the answer is at the cross there is no other answer there is no other anecdote there is no other pill that will satisfy the hurting of the world than Jesus Christ it's the only remedy those that you see coming into your place of work or into your uh, social area that is hurting, there is no other way to fulfill that hurt but by God. It's it. And don't hang on to that. Put that card in their hand. It's the easiest way. You really don't even have... We've almost made it to where you don't even have to minister at all. And we, we don't want to remove the Spirit of God speaking through you. But get that card into their hand and then let God do His part. There's one place that the Lord has given us the answer, and that is through the cross of Jesus Christ. Do you remember this? This is the third time I've told you this, over and over. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You've got people coming into your work in need. How do you respond? Let me tell you something. My God shall supply all my need according to His riches in glory. Do you know that, God? You know, I, I do not... I love listening to Christian radio But I don't always like listening to Christian, com- Christian radio commentary Sometimes it gets on my nerves Sometimes I feel like they miss it And I just want to turn it off I just, just play the music You know, I just want to hear the music But they said a statement uh, this week Said don't tell the ma- Don't tell uh, Don't tell God how big your mountain is Tell the mountain how big your God is Now, why is that impactful? Because it is you speaking do you remember how God works? God works by, through your mouth. God works through what you are saying. And the word of God's got to be said through someone. And it needs to be you. We overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by our words. By the word of our testimony. I want you to know Rex all Church gave testimony. And then the presence of God came. And deliverance came. My God shall supply all your need. That's for the lost. This, this is a, this is a uh, evangelistic word. I'm speaking to you. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Pastor Paul, they're going to laugh in my face when I say that. That's not your problem. The word of God says that his word will not return void. That means it will not miss its mark. It will hit its mark. And the pressure is now off of you. Get the word out of your mouth and let the word of God do its job. You know what? Don't tell them all about their sin. They know about their sin. The Lord will deal with their sin. Don't judge them. Love them. Love them. I know you're going through a lot. Your marriage is falling apart. Your life's falling apart. Come with me to church. Come with me to church. Sit with me. I'll be with you come with me. You know what? People want to come. The true meaning of the cross and the purpose. That this—that on the cross a divine exchange took place first. Jesus took our place. He took all of our evil consequences that were due to us. That were due to us. But in exchange God offers all the good that was due to Jesus's sinless obedience everything that we deserve he took and everything that he deserve deserved he gives isn't that good the pathway that you're going on you deserve it when you're talking to a lost person the pathway you're going on you know what you deserve it but my God took what I deserve so that I could have what he deserves and you know what that is that's an abundant life that's a life of not coming up short that's a life of a good marriage and a good family. The first three aspects of this exchange, this divine exchange we've looked at over the last two weeks. Number one, that Jesus was punished that we might be forgiven. Let me tell you something. The world seeks forgiveness. They may not know that it's it's in that package, but they seek to be free of their guilt. He was punished that we might be forgiven. Also, Jesus was wounded that we might be healed. And then finally, Jesus was made sin that we may be made with his righteousness. You know what righteousness is? His righteousness, it is being made right with God. There is no other way to be made right with God than by Jesus Christ. No other way. You can't work your way hard enough to that position. You can't be good enough to make yourself righteous with God. It's a gift that He gives. The next aspect of this exchange is a logical outworking of the previous one. The entire Bible, both in the Old and the New Testament, emphasizes that the final outcome Of sin is death in Ezekiel 18 it says the soul who sins shall die it goes on to say in James 1 15 that sin when it is full grown brings forth death when Jesus became identified with our sin it was inevitable that he should also experience the death that is the outcome of sin and to confirm this in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9 it says, Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. Everyone. It's not your job to decide who should go to heaven and who shouldn't. Everyone. Hand those cards out to everyone. Talk to everyone. Try to impact everyone. For Christ, the death that He died was the inevitable outcome of human sin that He had taken all on Himself. He took on all the sin of men, and so died the death due to all men. Must say it again: the almost too good to be true gospel. Every sin I would ever commit or ever will commit, He took to the cross with Him so that I might receive what he in his complete obedience deserved. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin, the wages or the just reward, the reward of sin is death, but the gift or the unearned gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, they may not tell you, but they're worried about what's going to happen to them when they die. The lost are worried about what's going to happen. Many times they feel like that they'll probably go to heaven because they've been a good enough person. Well, my scripture says that there is only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ. Only one way. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. So the fourth aspect might go like this We've looked at the first three That he was punished that we might be forgiven That he was wounded that we might be healed That Jesus was made sin that we might be made righteous But that Jesus died our death That we might receive His life And what kind of life is that? That is an abundant life Next we look at the next exchange That continues us into 2nd Paul talks about in 2nd Corinthians chapter 8 for you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that th- though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty you might become rich. Now, if you've been coming on Wednesday nights, this may look familiar because we've been talking about prosperity and the, and the reason that God wants to prosper us and that the spirit of this curse of poverty is not your calling. And we're going to look at that again right here that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sakes became poor that you through his poverty might become rich the exchange is clear from poverty to riches Jesus became poor that we in turn might become rich well when did Jesus become poor have you ever thought about his ministry you know a lot of people may think that through his ministry that he was poor but did you ever see Jesus lack for anything never if there was a need it was met. When they ran out of wine, there was more. When food was ran out, there was more. When money was needed for taxes, there was money. There was never a need. Never. He didn't carry a lot of cash, but at no time did he need anything. When he sent his disciples out on their own, they, did not ta- they didn't need anything. Do you remember he said, don't take anything with you. You will not need anything. What's he saying? I'll provide My provision is enough. Just go. Just trust me and go So far from being poor he and his disciples made a regular practice of giving to the poor But you know what? Jesus's way of doing things and handling money was certainly unconventional But money has the same value whether withdrawn from a bank or from the mouth of a fish Did the money have a different value because it came out of the mouth of a fish? Nope, same value His methods of providing food were also unconventional But a man who can provide a substantial meal For 5,000 men Plus women and children Certainly would not be considered poor By any normal standards And do you remember the, the disciples Jesus said, feed them We couldn't gather enough money to feed them It'd take a year's salary to do that Nope, what do you have? You know what the Lord would say? Where are you right now? That's enough. I can make that work. Not only make that work, but take care of all of those around you. Jesus' provision, not just took care of him and his ministry, but all of his disciples. And wherever they were ministering, if there was a need, that need was met. Can you see a a bullseye target being drawn here? You got Jesus in the middle, and then the provision for the disciples, the provision for the For the people and the provision for the world. As long as it starts here, all provision is made. Not one area missed. So when did Jesus, when did Jesus become poor for our sakes? It was on the cross. In Deuteronomy 28, Moses summed up absolute poverty in these four expressions. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of everything. Now, is that not the definition of poverty? Hunger, thirst, naked, in need of everything. Jesus experienced all this as he fulfilled in its fullness on the cross. He was hungry. He hadn't ate for 24 hours. He was thirsty. Do you remember one of his last utterances was, I thirst." He was naked The soldiers all cast lots for his clothing He was in need of all things He had nothing He didn't even have the ear of the father When he was borrowed Do you know he had to borrow a robe? He, He had a borrowed robe And a borrowed tomb He had nothing. Do you see that he took himself to nothing? What we deserved? So that we might have what he deserves. He completely endured absolute poverty for our sakes. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul, chapter 9 verse 8, Paul presents a more positive side to this exchange. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you having all sufficiency in all things might have an abundance for every good work what's left out what can be left out of all things nothing all grace abound toward you that you having all sufficiency i like that i like having all things but i also like being all sufficient I'm able that an abundance for every good work how many would like everything that you did to be good you to be successful in that you to have the needs have the needs met that you need to to perform that good work but not only to perform it but for it to be good and successful and abundance for every good work Paul is careful to emphasize throughout that the only basis for this exchange Is God's grace we gotta have the grace when all grace abounds toward you then the others come one important reason for this level of provision is shown to us in Acts 20 that it is more blessed to give than to receive pastor what are you talking about the purpose that the Lord wants to bless you one of the purposes that the Lord wants to bless you is so you can bless someone else that you would be blessed so much that out of your abundance, you can give. You're not not giving out of your shortcomings. You're giving out of your abundance. God is an abundant God. God is an abundant God. He provides enough to cover our own needs, but to also to give to others. And that leads us to the fifth aspect. Jesus died that we might receive his life, but also that Jesus endured our poverty that we might share in his abundance. As I close, I want you to realize where we are with these five things. We we are forgiven. We are healed. We are made right with God. We receive life, not death. And we are to live a life of abundance, not poverty. Can you see the foundation that we're trying to build to prepare you for Easter Sunday? that Jesus Christ is the only answer it's the only answer I want to encourage you cast your net this week cast your net this week I promise you you will have opportunity you will have opportunity I want you to trust that when you use the Word of God You're going to hit a place that has a lot of fish. You're going to hit a fertile place. They may not come with you. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. You can't make the decision for them. They don't answer exactly right. Give it to the Lord, pray for them, and go fish again. I think you'll be surprised. I I think if you'll try God, you'll be surprised. We're all saved. More than likely... All of us in here are saved. Isn't it funny for a a pastor to tell a Christian to try God? Fish. Give God a chance. Give your neighbors, give your people around you a chance. Quit writing them off because you think you know them or because you're afraid you're going to lose them as a friend. You know, my closest friends are those that I know love me and will tell me and will protect me and will fight for me. That's what you're doing. You're fighting for their soul. And they're worth it. They're worth it. Jesus will leave the 99 to go after the one. Go after the one. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just praise you. I just praise you. I just worship you. Lord, I just ask you to help us to fish this week. Lord, I ask ask you to give us comfort in your word that we are healed. We are to be healed. We are to live a life of, of healing, a life of forgiveness. Lord, a life of righteousness. Lord, a life, an abundant life. And a life of abundance. Lord, let us walk in that and let that flow out of here this morning. Lord, let it flow out of here this afternoon in the people that we meet, let it flow out of here at at the restaurants that we go to this afternoon at our places of work Lord we ask for the nations we ask for Cookville Lord I ask for all good Lord I ask for all good housing Lord let that group of twenty or so families all turn their hearts to you Lord I ask for our community as David and 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 people are gonna go out give us our immediate community to the Lord maybe we give them this invitation and they go back to their home church praise God we have done our job let them find the Lord I ask for a miracle this week in evangelism a miracle this week you may be here this morning and you may say pastor I don't know Jesus Well, let me cast my net. Would you come to him? It says in Scripture that if you will believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth, if you'll believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth that he died and was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Would you accept that this morning? Right where you sit, just say, Lord Jesus, I need a Savior. It says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You are not alone. I have sinned. The person next to you have sinned. All have sinned. Lord Jesus, save me. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Would you do that this morning? You may be here and just need prayer. You may be going through just an absolute disaster in your life. Well, I want you to step out this morning and let us pray with you. Those that are ministering, step on out with me. Y'all stand up with me as we sing. Take this time to come right with God. You may be struggling with sin. Step out and let us pray with you. You may be struggling in your job. You may be needing a job and wanting someone to pray with you to find a job. Step out. Let us pray with you this morning. In Jesus' name.